0: Let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for this day. May your Holy Spirit open our hearts to hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm -hmm. We hear some pretty difficult words this morning from this section of Luke's gospel where we hear the words of John the Baptist. And uh, every time I've read this last verse this week, I've I've laughed to myself since the gospel tells us, and with many other words, John exhorted the people and preached the good news to them. And if you hear what he just said... Uh, He started with, You brood of vipers, who warned you to come? The axe is at the root of the tree. Any tree that doesn't bear fruit is going to be cut down and thrown in the fire. And uh, The winnowing fork is in his hand, and this is going to be burned away, and that's going to be burned away. And this is the good news uh, of the gospel. And we may at first think, well, that doesn't sound like a whole lot of good news. But we have to remember that what John the Baptist is saying is the time has come for the kingdom of God to be ushered in. The Messiah is coming. And the reality of the new kingdom is the same as that proclaimed in the Old Testament reading from Zephaniah with the call to rejoice for the Lord has taken away our sins. He has forgotten and remembers no more our transgressions. That same attribute of the mercy of God proclaimed in the Old Testament is happening in light of the baptism of John and the coming of Jesus by which God will free us from sin and death forever. And it's in light of that that we hear the words of Paul in his letter to the Philippians where he says rejoice I will say it again rejoice that we're called to always be people rejoicing because of what God has done not because everything is perfect at every single minute of our life for all eternity here and now that's not what's promised but in the here and now No matter whether it's one of our high points or low points, our biggest blessing or our biggest struggle, in the midst of any of that we can rejoice because God has taken away our sins, because God has forgiven us, because God remembers our transgressions no more. And these are all reasons for rejoicing every single day because of what God has done and the fullness of what will be ushered in when Jesus returns again. So in light of that, in hearing John the Baptist's words, he's calling people to a place of repentance, towards returning back to the Lord, turning away from those things that have separated them from God. And to do so now because the time is short. The King is coming. And that same call exists to us today. And we probably think exactly like the people who asked John the Baptist the question they asked. The crowd says, well, what then should we do? And that seems like a pretty reasonable question, right? If, if, if everything's about to be uh, burned up and the judgment's coming and the Messiah's coming, I hope we ask the same question. Uh, well, what are we supposed to do then? And John the Baptist gives some examples as to how people should respond. For he says, well, if you've got two tunics, share with the person who has none. If you're a tax collector, don't collect more than is required. If you're a soldier, don't extort money from people and don't accuse people falsely. In hearing this, we have to see, essentially, John the Baptist is answering the question about what can they do. His response gives examples of what can they do in the midst of where they are in life right now. And the good news of what John is saying is there are things that can be done in our daily life to bear fruit, showing repentance and notice he doesn't say well everybody come and follow me in the wilderness or what must we do everybody must eat locusts and honey and dress just like me that's not what John the Baptist saying He's like well where do you find yourself in life what's your role and in the midst of that how do you live faithful to the heart of God Not exploiting people, but caring for others and seeking justice. That's the call that John the Baptist gives. And and many may hear these words and we may think, well, that's pretty hard and John the Baptist is giving all these things that you have to do. But when I heard these things and I said to the other priests um, at my weekly Bible study that His charges are actually pretty easy compared to the one who's coming after him. Because Jesus gets on the scene and he says, Well, give everything that you have and come and follow me. Where John the Baptist says, Well, hey, if you got if you got two coats and somebody has no coat, what do you think you ought to do? And then Jesus raises that and says, well, actually, if you want to follow me, you've got to be willing to give your whole life. Give everything to me and come and follow me. Jesus, in all the examples, is going to raise the bar even more than what John the Baptist is saying. Because God desires the transformation of our whole heart. That when we return to the Lord, what we find is that everything we have comes from God Our whole life and everything that we have belongs to Him. And then we're called to live a life in outpouring, in rejoicing and thanksgiving for all that God has done. And that when we see people in our path, we're to see them as created in the image of God and to love them as we love ourselves. That's the call. That's the process of repentance and transformation. And so, again, we give thanks to God as people who are rejoicing because we know the victory that is ours in Christ. We know what's coming at the last day. And in this interim, as we ask, well, what then should we do? This is the question we should ask the Holy Spirit to show us day in and day out. Well, what should we do? Who is in my path today? And what should be my response? And do my responses communicate the love of God? Do they communicate the mercy and grace of God? Am I responding to others in a way that I know a loving God has forgiven me and desires to love and forgive others? That's the call of repentance. And in light of that, then we will rejoice always knowing what God has done. We will rejoice when Jesus returns again because we are ready. May the Holy Spirit continue to show us the answer to that question. What should we do that we might be people living in joy and displaying the image of Christ to everyone whom we encounter? Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your work on our behalf. May your Holy Spirit continue to lead us and guide us, that we might be transformed into your image and likeness, and that we might be people of mercy, of grace, of love, that we might see the others you have placed in our path, and that we might seek justice and mercy. Empower us, Lord, to do your will. Transform our hearts that we might have an ever-increasing place for you. And Jesus, we ask this in your precious and holy name. Amen. Amen.